Uh, you may have noticed it's windy out there this morning. Weather Channel says 25 mile an hour winds right now. Uh, saw an article yesterday, forecast winds of 60 on some of the mountain peaks in western Montana. And just perchance on luck this morning, I was looking at my Montana Department of Transportation app, and uh, now they, they mark areas that are experiencing high winds that are along the highway. So down by Hardin. Uh, not surprisingly, as you head towards uh, west, out by Columbus, it's pretty bad. This should not shock anybody. Uh, there is high wind warning in every direction you go from Harlow. <laughs> and same thing from Eddie's Corner. Lewistown's got it bad. Stanford high wind warning. West degree falls. All the places we talked about yesterday, too. You get that big push along the Rocky Mountain front coming down out of Browning in the park and everything. And we got a call yesterday. A guy's seen three different rigs blown over. Sun River got wind, so. And then uh, got an alert on my phone this morning. Color 8 said that there are some fires burning up around Red Lodge. And that's not good. Uh, fires popped up between Roscoe and Nye. Winds are gusting 55 to 70 with some of the smoke getting into Billings. Large fire in the Roscoe West Rosebud area. Large fire in Clark, Wyoming. Units currently responding to fires in the Roberts Cooney area, as well as an electrical call in Red Lodge. So, wind causing all kinds of havoc. Must be about that season again. I'm driving home in the Heights yesterday morning, right at 10. And between two cars, right by Dairy Queen, here comes a buck chasing a doe. And they're both going like crazy, not caring that there's all kinds of traffic and everything else. And I yelled at the buck. I said, I know what you're going through, buddy. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> I mean, the, the chase is fun, but pretty soon you're just going to be tired. Not and she, worth it. She's not going to like you any better. <laughs> Well, uh, we brought in a temp this week. The company did to uh, take down addresses for Flakes Giving Deliveries. We have found through the years that about 450 is about about what we can do. And when the deliveries are full, they're full. And I've been airing some frustration with Paul in here for the folks that uh, call up for a turkey box, but have never listened to the radio station. And if you listen to the radio station, chances are pretty good you're going to get a meal. Looks like uh, we got nice weather Friday and Saturday to assemble meals and give them out and get the deliveries going, so that's good. What about the wind? Oh, uh, let me go check that. That's a good question, actually. Because they, they tore down. They tore down the thing that was blocking most of the wind for us. Uh, also, there is a 1% chance of rain right now, in case you needed to know. On Friday? No, I mean, right this hour. Oh, well, that's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. That, that's all I need is a chance. It's uh, like that little, that like little buck. There yeah. was a chance. Yeah, you know, I'm probably not going to catch yeah. it. I'm probably going to get hit by a car, but uh -huh. there's a chance. It'd be worth it anyway. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look windy, Paul, in the forecast. Good. 
good. Uh, windy today, and then this is just gone, it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's going to be colder tomorrow, 39 tomorrow, but that's all right. God, it was nice yesterday. Uh, it wasn't nice out at our place. It was cloudy all day, and uh, we didn't have any sun, so I didn't get any water in the wells. Um, temperatures were mild, but of course you have a nice day cause you were golfing. Right. So did get a load of hay hauled yesterday before the wind came up. So that was nice. And the wind didn't actually come up till last late last evening. Uh, you were probably already three hours in. <laughs> before the wind came up i was up so. till i was probably up till seven last night wow <laughs> seven <laughs> well now if you think with the time change that's the old eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's the i don't buy it face <laughs> well i'm still waking up at the at the old time so i've been awake since about two fifteen this morning well i guess so you you got eight and a half hours in, and you got up at two fifteen. Duh! And, and could use a nap. Hello. Well, God. no kidding. You know, if if I went to bed, you know, a couple hours after lunch, uh huh, I'd be up at two. <laughs> well, they signed one of the worst pieces of legislation that we've ever signed yesterday. You're not going to hear that around most parts of america but you'll hear it here because i give you the truth the infrastructure bill which is going to have almost three quarters of a trillion dollars of frivolous social economic justice welfare big government stuff in it that has nothing to do with infrastructure nothing zero and of course the uh, billings gazette today puts a picture on the front page of john tester yeah, John Tester. Where have he, where's he been the last 12 years on infrastructure? By the way, you know, President Trump tried to put an infrastructure bill through. That's right. People don't, they don't remember that, do no. they? No. No, President Trump wanted an infrastructure bill. See, the problem was, it was President Trump. Mm-hmm. And number two, it was all infrastructure. <laughs> I'm sorry, your infrastructure bill's got too much infrastructure in it. Also included money for the wall, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like that. Where was John Tester on that bill? Why don't you ask that guy that question? Because you, you can't get close enough to ask him a question that he has to answer. No. Where were you on that infrastructure bill? How come you weren't blowharding all over the place about that infrastructure bill that would have been in place already for probably three and a half years and we would have already seen the results? Hmm? No, this one, this one. And by the way, all week long, I knew this, all week long, the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Well, it's actually $1.2 trillion. Now, a lot of people say $1.1, $1.2. What's the difference? I'll do the math. $200 billion difference between $1 trillion and $1.2 trillion. $200 billion. And all the things that are in there, it's going to be like Obamacare that you didn't know until Obamacare was passed. Whenever Chuck Schumer is involved, that snake, he is a snake in the grass. He is more venomous than any man I've ever known is Chuck Schumer. Been in politics his whole life. That, that sucker's never mowed a blade of grass in his life. That, that look. 
Oh, him and Pelosi and all of the rest of them. They know what's in that bill. They know what's in it. Hmm? Yeah. How about those mileage taxes? Huh? How about those? Oh, yeah. That's in there somewhere. They're going to keep track on how many miles you drive and you're going to pay. What? Oh, yeah. But they don't tell you those kind of things, do they? No, they don't. That's a sneaky snake people that these are in Washington, D.C. All of that crap. John Tester. Isn't he, isn't he our hero? John Tester. God, I wish he would come. John Tester, our hero. Tooting his horn. Well, we're going to bring $3 billion into Montana for this infrastructure bill. $3 billion. $3 billion. Oh, John. Oh, God, can we get another ski lift? I'm having another Octobergasm. Oh, let John, John. Three billion. Three billion. Three billion. Now, if you folks were a result of our educational system from 20, 30, 40 years ago, You'll be able to do the math. But for the other brainwashed, indoctrinated, skulls full of crap out there that have been liberalized and have been progressivized by our current educational and university system, you're not going to realize this. $3 billion is less than three-tenths of 1% of the budget. Okay. So, Montana, John Tester, John, oh, John, God, John, I can't control, I I rip my clothes off when I think of you, John. John Tester's proud that Montana, one of 50 states with more miles of roads in it than damn near every state in the country, has got less than three-tenths of 1% of the total infrastructure in that bill. We have rivers and mountains and roads. Less than three-tenths of 1%. How about Wyoming? Wyoming got a little under $3 billion. So Wyoming got under less than three-tenths of 1%. So two states... Two states, folks, out of the 50, combined, we get less, we got about a half of 1% of the whole budget for two states. Oh, God, John Tester, John Tester. See, you have to do the math Mm -hmm. and think about it. Well, Montana is a red state, isn't it? And Wyoming is a red state, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You don't think this comes into play? Hmm? Three-tenths of 1% out of $1.2 trillion? That's what we're getting? And he's happy? What if we gave John Tester just three-tenths of 1% of everything that came out of the Capitol Cafeteria? He wouldn't look like John Tester. And they're just giddy, folks. Just giddy. Payback. People are going to get money. Companies. Donors. Oh, 
It's going to be sickening what comes out of that bill. And we have these losers all saying it shows what bipartisan does. You're damn right. That's right. It shows what it does. I've been telling you about bipartisanship for years. It's awful. It's a terrible thing. Our system wasn't set up to be bipartisan. That's why we get screwed. Every time they have a bipartisan deal, we take it you know where. We get it. Bipartisan means you get it. You pay, you get it. That's what bipartisan means. Oh, and you know what? 435 members in the House and 13 of them cross over. That's bipartisan. 13 out of 435. That doesn't look bipartisan to me. Let me tell you something else about this bill. I did a little digging. Did a little research for you this morning on this bill. They got to pay for it. Where's this $1.2 trillion? Nobody in the media anywhere is talking about where's that revenue going to come from. $1.2 trillion, folks. Where's that going to come Oh, it pays for itself. Your ass. You know, they could have given something back to the people. See, this is why you need the right people in Washington, D.C. And I thought of this on the way in this morning. We just gave those jerks in Washington, Pete Buttigieg, Chuck Schumer, Pelosi, all of them, all of these liberal states who are going to get, you, why don't you compare how much money Vermont is going to get versus Montana? We have far more miles of roads, but oh, pa- but see how much Patrick Leahy's state gets, huh? Why don't you folks, why don't, why doesn't John Tester tell you about that? Hmm, John, how about Massachusetts? Connecticut, why don't you show us how much infrastructure money those people are going to get? Hmm? New Hampshire. Let's look at New Hampshire. New Jersey. New Jersey almost elected a Republican governor in this last election. You folks, hold on to your ass, Fred. You know how much money they're going to pump into that state to try to swing that back with infrastructure? It doesn't matter whether New Jersey would fit in Beaverhead County. The whole damn state. It doesn't matter that. What matters is who's there and what we're trying to do with this. This just smells and tastes like a big pile of crap that we're all being forced to eat. Let me tell you something. You know, we pay for infrastructure anyway, and we do it through our gas taxes. They've robbed those over the years. They've robbed uh, Peter to pay Paul and use it for all their other frivolous social economic justice programs. Last year, in the United States, state and federal gas tax collections, all right, combined. That means, you know, Montana, we have a, what, 27 cent a gallon tax or something like that. The federal tax is 18.3 cents a gallon. Total tax collections in the United States, total, total, border to border, north to south, east to west, every gallon of gas and diesel fuel sold in this country last year, Brought in $52 billion. $52 billion. All right? That's everything. $52 billion on the gas, local, state, and federal. We just gave them $1.2 trillion for infrastructure. You know what these dumbasses could have done? You know what's one of the biggest causes of inflation right now in America? 
fuel prices. Fuel prices. Killing people. Taking all their extra money out of their pocket. They could have, in this bill, they could have eliminated all federal and gasoline taxes and only lost $52 billion a year. We just gave them $1.2 trillion for the very thing that our gas taxes are supposed to pay for. But they didn't eliminate the gas tax either. So we gave them $1.2 trillion infrastructure dollars, and they're still going to collect $52 billion a year on our gas taxes. They could have gave that back. That could have been great for the economy. It could have cut the price of gasoline down instantly by 42 43 cents a gallon in montana right away we'd have been back down to 290 oh geez they didn't do that though this bill's for america you're the lying piece of crap this bill's not for america this bill's for you you democrats shoring up your voting base your red states oh yeah you're gonna throw a bone out there Boy, Montana's going to get $3 billion. Yeah, we're going to get less than 3% of that total budget. Yeah, you threw us a bone. But boy, they're throwing bones to places like New Hampshire and Vermont, Oregon, California. Oh, they're going to get big bones. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're stupid. We sit here and we buy it. And we let them do it. And nobody fights for us. And uh, the infrastructure bill that President Trump wanted to do, that was just awful. I mean, God, that was all roads and bridges and crap and airports and infrastructure and mass transit. That was dumb. This one's really good. Right, John? Hmm? Right, John Tester? You phony. Sit there. Wyoming gets less than $3 billion. Look at the vast amount of country, roads, mountains, bridges that we have in our two states, and look what we got. Hmm? Criminal. Look what we got. Oh, and they're happy as hell. You know what else we need, folks? You know what I see in the paper today? You know what else Billings needs? This is something that we have needed for so long. So long. An aquatic center. We need a new, brand new, state-of-the-art aquatic center. And you know where? On the south side. Uh-huh. We need that aquatic center on the south side of town. That's another thing in today they want to do. And they're going to spend a quarter of a million dollars to study it. A quarter of a million dollars. I'll study it. No kidding. I'll, st- I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. I'll study it for 180 <laughs> An aquatic center. We need an aquatic center. I I know everybody that I know. uh, Swimming is their number one priority in Montana is an aquatic center. We have about three months out of the year that you can swim anyway. Well, that's why we need an aquatic center. Mm -hmm. What the hell? We're a little bitty town of a hundred and some thousand people. Why in the hell do we need an aquatic center? We don't. They're, they're trying to they're trying to build Metro Park all over again. Mm-hmm. We got a guy downtown, a private guy, who's going to build an amphitheater. Right. That's that's the way it should be. I agree. What are we? What is? What are our tax dollars doing in the business of swimming recreational opportunities for people on the south side of town? Call Great Falls. They have an indoor aquatic center up there called the Natatorium. And they don't run it at a profit. 
The Sip and Dip Lounge has more people swimming in it than the Aquatic Center at Great Falls, Mark. <laughs> That's exactly right. Let's build another. Let's build another mermaid pool. That's our boy. You, now, you can have my tax dollars for that. That one would be full. <laughs> that one would be full. True. What what is wrong with people? What where is the sanity anymore? The common sense, the fiscal responsibility that I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Where is it? This bill is going to come back to bite us one day or the other, and you're going to see new roads out there. Hopefully, you know what'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, folks, what they name all of these roads. Now, you think we're going to have any road in the United States that's called the Donald Trump Expressway? Not likely. No, no, no. We'll have the Patrick Leahy Levy in Vermont, or the the Chuck Schumer Freeway in New York, or the Nancy Pelosi uh, Boulevard in San Francisco. You watch. They're never going to let you forget these people. Mm-hmm. Less than three-tenths of one percent, and John Tester is happy as being the first person at the pizza ranch when the doors open at 11. And never has to answer for it because we never get to talk to him. Nope. And he's happy about it. And, yeah, I'm pretty black and white guy. Uh, <coughs> you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm honest. Tell people what I think, and uh, I know you don't like it. I know a lot of people don't like it, and that's fine. Um, but but let's hear uh, let's hear all the opposite. Come on in. Everybody's always invited in, but uh, nobody ever wants to come in and discuss it. Superintendent, you know, I invited the superintendent in here numerous times. Uh, Mark and I even called the office. One time, left messages at their office. They won't come in. Won't come in. Don't want to be subjected to those kind of questions. They want Miss October to give them questions on KTV COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. about the wonderful, wonderful, that, wonderful. That's not news. That's not investigative reporting. No, I'm not inviting you in because we are on the same side. Some reports today on COVID uh, in the paper talking about uh, vaccinating your kids. Um, getting it done. 15 nurses in school district two serving 33 schools on top of the pandemic school nurses manage chronic conditions too, diabetes tube feeding, all kinds of other stuff. I get it. They talked to one guy again, an interview up there and, uh, talked about the 94 deaths in America. It's the leading cause of death for things that can be vaccinated in the United States. Oh, well, that's that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, 94 deaths per 28 million. The guy didn't give you that number. No. 28 million children, 94 have died. And how come this guy that they interviewed in this article, in this paper from our town, didn't tell you that almost all of those 94 were compromised or had some other type of, of underlying cause that was a huge factor in the death of that child why didn't they put that in the article why Hmm? you know how many kids in that age group between 5 and 11 drowned every year out of 28 million kids only 94 of those kids in that age group have succumbed to death from covid and with the underlying condition was responsible for the death not in that article. No. 
No, not nowhere in that article. At this time, School District 2 doesn't plan to host vaccination clinics or participating in things like that. Expanded vaccine eligibility could alleviate the strain in the caseloads. From a personal perspective, this guy was excited to see vaccinations available to 5 to 11s. Those kids won't be fully vaccinated by Thanksgiving. Partial immunity is better than nothing. Vaccination is the best ammunition at this point at preventing severe illness or death. That is a false narrative. I feel it's been studied sufficiently to be safe. He feels it. Well, then if you say it, hell, (laughs) if you think it's safe, then screw it. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you think it's safe. We're doing the best we can to keep the kids safe and the doors open. But... We found out that most of these kids are picking up this transmission. Listen to this. They're picking up the virus from community transmission outside of the school or from family members. That's primarily attributing to the measures that they've opted to enforce at the start of the year. Then why don't you answer this question? Then why, you, with your mask requirements in school... Do you allow 5,000 of them to leave for lunch every day and go out and share spit and drinks and straws and each other's plates and go to Pizza Hut and McDonald's and go out and spread the disease and then come back into a closed indoor environment, not requiring that they have a different mask? Are you handing out a different mask when they come back every day? Where's that $46 million that your school district got for COVID? There should be box of masks at the door every day and they should grab a new one when they come in, right? If we're trying, nope. And you let them go out and then you're telling us vaccinate your kid. You're not doing what you could do to implement safety protocol. You let them go out. If you know they're getting it outside of school, why in the hell do you let them go outside of school at lunch then? Come in and answer those questions. Give me the science behind Mass exits of high schoolers outside for one hour for lunch every day doing what high schoolers do. Mm-hmm. 15 in a car. I Pile thought, it in there. I thought of just exactly what you are talking about yesterday because a, a car full of Skyview kids pulled up next to me at lunch. Two girls in the front seat and four kids in the back seat. Girls sitting on a guy's lap. COVID protocol, Mark. I know. COVID protocol. The reason, though, we have the problem is because of the vaccine in the kids, huh? Yeah, that must be it. $46 million. Where did all the money come from in that contract, too? I still have not found out where all the money came from in that new contract, plus all the bonuses. Because I know when I think COVID, when I think the best way to prevent COVID among our students, the best way to keep them safe is to hand out $2,000 bonuses to all the school district two employees. <laughs> That's the best way to keep them safe. Absolutely. Dr. Fauci talked about that over the weekend. What's the best way we can keep all our students safe? And you know what he said? Pass out $2,000 bonuses to the teachers. Where did all that come from? If they have a great, uh, just tell us. Just be honest. Just tell us. Oh, you're a jerk. I can't listen to that guy. Yeah, because the guy brings up points that you know have some validity to it, and you don't like it. Mm -hmm. 
just like the gas tax, just like the bill, and just like John Tester, all giddy, we got less than three-tenths of 1% of all the infrastructure money in this country that's going to be spent, and he's happy about it. And he's happy about it. 765,000 people have died from COVID. More people now have died under Joe Biden. And look what he got. All of the vaccines, all of the masks, all of the ventilators, all of the protocol put in place, all of that. We had the we had uh, hydroxychloroquine. We had all the steroids that could be used. We figured that out. All the ivermectin, all the new pills, everything that's coming out and the deaths are going. And not one mention anywhere. Joe, You know Joe Biden doesn't have one COVID death on his hands. He doesn't have one, not one. But last year, when it first struck America and swept across the country, every single one of those was Donald Trump's. Every one of those was de- a death on his hand. And not one Democrat in the country was going to take that Trump vaccine. You couldn't have hold them down on the ground with five people to get them to take that jab. And they all said it. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, none of them were going to take that. You couldn't hold me down to give me that vaccine. This reporting makes me puke, too. So slanted, so biased. Uh, Report it, but give us all of it. Today, they're giving you all the hospitalizations. Again, you know, once again, giving you all the hospitalizations in the paper today uh, and tell you how much uh, um, the ICU is and, and how many people are, uh, are all in the ICU right now. And they do that at uh, St. Vincent and uh, the clinic. And uh, let's see here, uh, blah, 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 blah. In 77% of all the ICU beds in Montana are filled as of Monday. Yeah, 77%. But they don't tell you what percentage of that 77 is all other ICU-related cases besides the COVID ones. Heart patients, people on dialysis, car wrecks, all that kind of stuff. And they always tell you how many people, whenever they report, they always give you the unvaccinated number and never the vaccinated number in the hospital. Same with Miss October on KTV COVID. They always give you when the deaths, how many of the deaths were unvaccinated people. They never give you how many of the deaths were vaccinated people. They never do that. Never. They will never do it. They'll never approach it that way. Never, ever, never. Fair and accurate. My ass. It's not. 94 children have died from COVID across the country. 94 out of 28 million in that age group with other problems. We have more people die from fentanyl, you know, and overdoses than we see in that children's age group. Why don't we start drug testing? Just think. Oh. Just just think if we didn't have drug-related problems, how many ICU patients we could take out of the hospitals my son's a surgeon in Los Angeles. You want to talk about druggies that come in that wreck their car and are shot and everything that are in ICU every day? You want to talk about that? No. Nope. Not going to talk about that. None. Those are ICU patients. How about Uncle Joe or Aunt Betty who went up and, and had a bypass? They're in ICU right now. Right. That's an ICU patient. Mm -hmm. That's not a burden on the hospital. None of those. 
None of those I see you. And why don't we ever talk about the money? Free vaccines and free testing. Oh, and we never see the spreadsheets from Riverstone Health, do we? Of how much they've made in the last year on this. How much are they charging the government? And why wouldn't you promote it? This is a this is a beef. It's what's for dinner campaign is what it is. Only they're using vaccines. Same thing. Beef. It's what's for dinner. Trying to get more people to get beef. Why? Because the more beef they sell, more money we can make. Right. Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Everybody. Why? Because every shot they give, they get paid down there. Every test, every test, they're getting paid. They should be running tests. It's what's for dinner campaigns. But we don't see that. We don't see those numbers. 48 million people currently in the United States. This is John Hopkins this morning. 48 million people have confirmed have had COVID. 48 million. That's confirmed. We don't know how many unconfirmed cases there are. Mm-hmm. Some experts said we we could have had 100 million people who have already had COVID, but only half of them got tested. They just thought it was a regular cold. It was a raspy thing, respiratory problem. They didn't go in because they didn't want to be isolated. They didn't want to lose their job. They didn't want to this or this or that. Could be 100 million. Someday, someday a book and a report is going to be written about all of this. All of this. It's like the Russian collusion story. Now, all the all the information's out. It's all coming out. The Durham report now, they've in, they've indicted a couple more guys working with FBI and law enforcement agencies to f- create a false narrative about the election. Hillary's involved. It smells. She's dirty. She should be in an orange jumpsuit in jail, along with all her cronies that pushed it, along with all the media members that pushed it. Big articles yesterday coming out across the country. How did the media fail? How did they get the wrong information out? Well, because they're all in it. They're all crooked. All coming out. Who's going to pay the price? Will anybody ever go to jail? Probably not ever. Never. You're going to find out the same stories down the road about COVID, about Dr. Fauci, um, about all these other things. We're in a rough shape right now. We're in a tough spot. Uh, And while we deal internally with all of this crap, all of our adversaries are on the move. Mm Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden's going to meet with Xi Jinping this week. And everybody's all giddy about that. Miss October at KTV COVID. Oh, they'll have a great story on that, too. Oh, God. Remarkable. Who? I'll tell you. Foreign policy expert. Blah, blah, blah. He's on the take. We know that. Mm-hmm. Where was your reporting on it? I'll bet they report on this China story <laughs> and not the one that they did missed out on last November. Mm-hmm. Want to bet? How many... How many wands or whatever in the hell they have over there? Do you want to you want to bet on that one? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They'll report on that one. Diplomacy expert, you bet. So, kind of a wreck out there right now, folks. God, and they are spending and spending and spending money, and it's going to cost you down the road. Well, you're already seeing it with inflation. Yep. From what they've been doing. You're taking more and more out of your hard-earned wages every day, and that was one of the reasons why we set up our government and our Constitution is to give people the rights to protect people from government tyranny. That's what it was for, and they've turned it direct opposite. 
Our government is the source of all of our tyranny now. It's crazy. So we'll try to throw some first news together here for you. Remember, we're not going to do it unless we get a donation. I'm not even going to start it every day until we get a donation. So got to have some kind of donation come in for Flakes Giving this week. We're just about, we're just about all of the money that you voluntarily give (laughs) is put back into our people and our community one way or the other. That's right. You can follow our taxes. You can follow it online. You can look at charities. It's all done with legally with an accountant, 501. You can look at all of it. We're you, proud of that. You can't follow us in the newspaper because uh, our events tend to get pushed out by a guy who's doing a public book reading. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's okay. You're going to do it anyway. That's right. Ken and Rosemary, who have helped us every year that I can remember. And Ken, one of our two traffic guys. He quit last year. He got, <laughs> As he should have. He got so frustrated from the traffic all the way down Maine in the Heights and around towards Lockwood, he just he just walked away. Yep. And, um, of course, last year we had pickup only because right. of a decision made by a county health director. Right. Because <clears throat> it was too dangerous to let people pick them up in person, so we give them a meal, and then they all go to their home and get seven to ten people together and have Thanksgiving. <laughs> science. Yeah, science. <laughs> Hey, another road closure if you are trucking and traveling this morning down through uh, Wyoming. That stretch below Sheridan down to Buffalo, and uh, the wind is gusting over 85 miles an hour. That'll do it. Parking on the roadway is prohibited. They don't know when they're going to open that stretch of road back up. Parking on the road is prohibited. So you're hauling a load of canoes down there, and the wind's blowing. What are you supposed to do? Keep going? Stay in Sheridan. I mean, if you're already on the highway. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to park? Yeah, but it's prohibited. So, I mean, what is... So, so write me a ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These guys, they have no other options. Right. Um, those real windy sections of road, plant some windbreaks there. Put that in your infrastructure. Uh, those trees will stop the wind from crossing the highways. You know? Instead of providing free daycare for all the uh, all the Democratic Party um, political workers during an election year or something stupid that's going to be in that bill, you know that. Natural windbreaks work great. But how often do we have days like this too? Um, not too often. You get 35-mile-an-hour winds in New Hampshire and New York – it's major news all day long. Good evening. I'm Lester Holt. <laughs> yes. A major storm hitting the northeastern coast. Wind gusts up to 35 miles an hour pummeled the coast today. Mm. That's all right. We like it that way.